This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome, my friends. It is indeed the Tuesday Rush Hour here on WABC. Boston Early with you, 800-848-WABC is the number to call if you would like to have your voice on this program, 800-848-WABC. This is a busy day in news. It is an exceptionally busy day. We've got a lot going on. The battle over funding for Ukraine. And that's really what this is all about. Israel is a secondary matter to the Biden administration. Although Biden, Joe Biden has promised that he's going to veto a standalone aid bill that the House is uh, going to come up with or should come up with to fund, to help fund Israel's continuing war with the terrorist group Hamas as a proxy for the war with Iran. And that's really what's going on. Iran is behind most of what is happening in the Mideast, but that is all tied to border security because the House of Representatives made it clear that they wanted border security before any discussions about foreign aid. So they roped in a Republican senator to lead up the effort, James Langford, and he is how he is annoyed beyond belief that this bill that he crafted has been met with opposition, not just from other Republicans in the House, some Republicans in the Senate are opposed to it, but the American people, the grassroots Republicans, don't want any part of this. They see through it. It is a garbage bill. The Heritage Foundation has done wonderful work in explaining the bill. So many others have. Mitch McConnell this afternoon, the turtle, has admitted that this $118 billion monstrosity so-called border bill is dead. As a result of this bill and pushing this bill forward, a strange thing is also happening. There are calls for the turtle's resignation. Senator Ted Cruz, the latest, to offer his voice to those saying, okay, Mitch, it's time. Mitch McConnell, it's time for you to step aside. Now, as a curious tangent, our very own Princess Di has la had labeled, and this went several months ago, we had a discussion with her, she called them the three McPhails. One McPhail was Kevin McCarthy. The other McPhail was Rona McDaniel. And the third McPhail, she said, was Mitch McConnell, the McPhails. Within the period of the last 24 hours, 
Former President Donald Trump, well, number one, Donald Trump met with Ronald McDaniel yesterday. After that meeting, he again reiterated he expected there to be changes at the RNC. And he says that the day after the South Carolina primary is done, he will offer recommendations for how the RNC should be able to grow, presumably without Ronna McPhail McDaniel, who he called a friend, by the way. And now, after this budget bill failure, you have voices that are stirring up saying it's time for the other mech that's left, Mick Connell, to step aside. House Speaker Mike Johnson declared this $118 billion border nonsense bill dead on arrival. President Biden delivered a speech this afternoon. President Biden is furious. This is one report. President Joe Biden delivered a blistering speech at the White House today. He accused congressional Republicans of caving to Donald Trump and urged them to show some spine. Now, I find this beyond... It is just the the arrogance of this man. They cave to the leader of their party because that's what Donald Trump is, like it or not. He is the leader of the Republican Party. Now, Nikki Haley may think she is the leader of a certain segment of Republicans, and she might be a small segment, but Nikki Haley does not command the leadership of the party. Mitch McConnell is not the leader of the Republican Party. Speaker Johnson is the Speaker of the House, but he does not command the same sort of widespread support as Donald Trump does. There is no other Republican on the national scene that has the same gravitas, the same influence, the same support as Donald Trump. He is, de facto, like it or not, the leader of the Republican Party. So imagine Joe Biden. Congressional Republicans caved to Donald Trump as if Joe Biden is their leader. Show some spine. Show some spine and bend your ankle, bend to your ankles for the Democrats. Bend over one more time, why don't you? And let Democrats do it to you with this bill that would be a pleaser for Democrats, a money giveaway that continues to let illegal immigrants pour into this country. There's no fixed. He was asked about the wall. uh, 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 What's his name? Was asked about the wall. Langford. And he gave a him hard answer that, oh, well, you know, we don't know whether Democrats, and I'm paraphrasing here, this is not a quote, we we, we don't have enough support to build the wall. And he's specifically talking about the support he would need from Democrats. Well, 
Why should that stop you from offering in the bill that you're negotiating what you know your party wants, which is this wall finally built and funded? But no, Langford does what Joe Biden wants, I guess, which is to show some spine and cave to what Democrats want and don't put that in there and still allow this unimpeded invasion of America at the southern border. Five th- up to 5,000 immigrants a day. Well, Republicans have shown some spine, and they told Joe Biden and the Democrats to take this phony immigration bill and put it where the sun doesn't shine. That's the spine. They've been showing it. Langford made a point of going out. I have it in one of the stories here, and 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 also trying to tweak Donald Trump. He mentioned he heard Republicans echoing Donald Trump. Why why give Biden a win? Well, why would you give Joe Biden a win when Joe Biden's win means that the American people lose, as they always do? This guy Langford, I I have tried very hard not to caricature him or characterize him because I frankly don't know him. I don't know what's what motivates him. I don't know what's in his heart. I don't know whether he honestly believes some of the things that he says. But if he does, this man is suffering from a an ignorance of what is going on in this country that is part and parcel of being stuck in Washington, D.C. with no, with no idea of what the grassroots Republican rank and file expects from people that they send to Washington, D.C. Back to immigration in a moment, because the immigration stack is huge. Also today, an appeals court has denied Donald Trump's claim that he is immune from prosecution in the federal election interference case that the corrupt Department of Justice, using Jack Smith, brought against him. Now, the judge in that case, Judge Chutkin, has taken that date off the calendar. She said pending the conclusion of the appeals court's deliberations in this matter. So I wonder if she will now reset a date. But this is going to the Supreme Court. Whether they will take it remains to be seen. What they will do with it, of course, remains to be seen. The idea, and you think what you want to think about Donald Trump. I'm not here to convince those of you suffering from Trump derangement or you Trump-hating rhinos or liberal Democrats that Donald Trump is this or that. I'm, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just cast this as a pure political discussion This is important. If you begin the process in this republic of allowing political hacks and the opposition party to sue a president for actions he took when he was officially in office, you are opening up the door to the downfall of this republic. We have seen since Watergate what happens when you play shark in the water with 
presidency with the presidency of the United States. Almost every single president since Ronald Reagan, especially on the Republicans, I mean, since Richard Nixon, has been subject to Democrats trying to do their best to impeach them. It is not a one-party thing. Republicans tried to impeach Bill Clinton, of course. Barack Obama never faced an impeachment. But Democrats in particular try to use this weapon against every single Republican president. Now, you give them this. Oh, well, we can sue a president once he leaves office, despite what the Constitution says about presidential immunity. If they took acts, now you can, in office, for whatever action they took, you can wait until the term is over, sick some rabid partisan prosecutor after them. You want to open up this Pandora's box. It will come back to bite not only Republicans, it will come back to bite Democrats in their rear ends. That's a promise. It is a dangerous proposition. It should never happen. The goal should be to actually restore stability in our government and stop all of this. This spiral of never-ending prosecution and weaponization of the government. It should be stopped. If this appeals court ruling is allowed to stand, it is going to make matters infinitely worse in this country. You are destroying the world's greatest democracy. You're taking out a brick at a time in the foundations of this country. And Democrats are willing to do that so that they can have power. They hate the idea that they lost power at the Supreme Court. They hate the idea. See, when Republicans lose, go back to the Roe versus Wade decision. For almost half a century, Republicans said, okay, this is the law of the land. We don't like it. We will try to fight it and try to change the law within the system. Democrats are not willing to abide by laws that they don't like and fight within the system. Their method is to tear the entire system down. We don't like the rule. Let's tear down the system. And that's what they're trying to do here. The immigration stack, as I've said, is huge. I want to get into some of those stories. But today is the birthday of America's, one of America's greatest presidents ever, Ronald Reagan. It's also a sad day in music. American singer and guitarist Carl Wilson from the Beast Boys passed away back in 1997. This, of course, he was the lead. He's the lead on this one. This is the voice of Carl Ends, Carl Wilson and the Beach Boys. As we celebrate the birthday today of Ronald Wilson Reagan on WABC Talk Radio seventy-seven. Stay right here.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Talk Radio 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Yeah, baby, let's roll with Rick Roll. Rick Ashley on WABC, born today, well, this date, in 1966. This is one of the ones I never get tired of hearing. This guy sounds to me like he would be one of the most perfect jingle singers in the world. You know, I get feedback during the show, instant feedback, and I love it. One, Lisa sent me one, Anwar Alwaki, an American citizen, was killed by Barack Obama. Drone strike, and many of us remember that. Should he now be charged with murder? Now, for those of you that don't understand that concept, Americans, even the president, doesn't have the right to just say, okay, I don't like you, I'm going to kill you. You're an American citizen. You have due process. And at the time, people were raising this. This guy's an American citizen. How do you train a drone on him and kill him? Should he be charged with murder? Teresa in Ohio. So, you think the president is above the law of God? They can do anything they want because they are a world president? No, absolutely not. Now, for all of you that think that that's what total immunity means, I beg your pardon. First thing I would direct you to do, and I say this in a friendly way, not hostily, read your Constitution. Go back. Read the documents of the United States. Even the founders did not say the president is above the law. What they did was craft the law so that the president could not be harassed by petty political cases while he or she was serving the country. And so they made a provision. These are the things that a president can be charged with. Among them, of course, high treason and misdemeanor and, and misdemeanor, misdemeanors. This is where this entire case should rest from a legal point of view. The Democrat Party, ladies and gentlemen, using the only constitutionally prescribed method to accuse a president of wrongdoing and seek punishment, did that with Donald Trump. 
they impeached him over this January 6th business. That is the way legally to go after a sitting president. They failed. Donald Trump was not convicted by the Senate of the United States. Therefore, this entire issue over January 6th, constitutionally speaking, should be over and done with. It should have never been brought. And that is what I hope we end up with from the Supreme Court. The president is not immune to everything. And some of these civil cases can be decided after the president's term is over, which is how this E. Jane Jane Carroll fiasco got in. And you see what's happened in New York. They want to destroy President Trump. They want to destroy his family. And so they're bringing these, these, these Democrat Party hacks are bringing these matters. And, and these have to be adjudicated. Because there is no immunity when it comes to that for these civil actions. But for actions that the president took as president, there is a constitutional process. And that constitutional process has been followed. It is a great question. Now, as for do I think the president is above the law of God? Well, the law of God and our Constitution are two different things. If you want to start talking about the law of God, I am not the person to speak about that. That is on a much higher pay grade than I am capable of dealing with with my limited understanding of the Almighty, but we're trying to get better at it. Okay. The immigration stat continues. Story today, New York Post. Jew-hating Palestinian migrant busted for pummeling New York homeowner swiping pro-Israel flag. Say the cops. A self-described Palestinian migrant from Northern Africa. Let me actually correct that. A Palestinian illegal immigrant to this country from Northern Africa who should not be in this country right now stole a pro-Israel flag from a Long Island porch, has no respect for private property in the country that he shouldn't even be in. And then he tried to beat up the homeowner who came out and tried to stop him from stealing the flag off of his home. The guy's name is Beecher Labib. He's 26 years old. He stole the flag, which declared, in this home we stand with Israel from the guy's porch. It's in, This has happened in Hewlett, Long Island. He, he snatched the flag back from the homeowner when he tried to grab it. He said, I'm a Palestinian, and you Jews are killing Palestinians. This is what Nassau County cops say. How did he get here from northern Africa? He came in through Mexico. 
through that wide open southern border. He's here in New York. He gave two addresses, by the way. One address is at one of these hotels in Staten Island. He gave another address in Jamaica, Queens. He's here illegally. Two different addresses. He's no, no telling why he was out in Long Island. Why was he out there? They, they don't even know. And now he has the nerve to go and steal the property off of someone's home and then try to beat the guy because the guy doesn't share his political views as he is an illegal immigrant living off the taxpayers of America, not even respecting the freedoms of America. This guy should be deported back to North Africa this afternoon and put on the if you ever return to America list, you will never get out of jail. Next headline, illegal alien work permits, sanctuary city bailouts, $60 billion for the Ukraine. What's really in the Senate's 370-page border bill that now Mitch McConnell, the turtle, has said is dead? There's a lot in that bill. Today's a holiday. It's a holiday in the island nation of Jamaica. It is the birthday of the world's most famous Jamaican. Bob Marley. And I know in neighborhoods around New York and Cambria Heights, in Brooklyn, in parts of Bed-Stuy. The holiday is underway. All the rest of our brothers and sisters. Celebrating the legend. The one. The only. The Emperor of Reggae, Bob Marley, on WABC Talk Radio 77. Most Nervous Rush Hour continues. Stay with us. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. 1982, Jay Giles Band. Number one with this one. Stayed there for six weeks. Centerfold. It was the only number one hit. Not freeze frame? 
Freeze Frame made it to number three on the charts, not number one. Oh. This one went all the way. And you know whose birthday it is today, too, aside Bob Marley, Rick Ashley. Born in 1962. I think he has one of the best names in rock and roll. Axel Rose. You know why I picked this specific Guns N' Roses song? Why? Because Slash hated this song. Slash absolutely hated this song. This is Axel Rose's song for the debut album. Slash said, we're not going to have any ballads. We're going to make it rock and roll if we're going to do it. But he, he, they kind of compromised with the ending part, but they it still Slash hated the song. Axel wrote this for his, for his girlfriend at the time. Great song. And Axel Rose, lead singer with Guns N' Roses' birthday today on WABC. All right, let me get to the telephones really quickly and deal with one of our friends, friends of the program who we love dearly, and that would be our good friend in Long Island, Adam. Adam, how are you today? I'm okay, sir. Um, I just wanted to say that you are you're talking about Trump with the uh, immunity stuff. Do you mm-hmm. remember when Mitch McConnell said, remember when Mitch McConnell said they didn't want to convict Trump in the Senate because we're going to let the courts handle it? That's why they didn't convict him in the Senate. Now that they're in the courts, they're trying to switch it back up like the, like the, like he didn't get impeached, convicted on the impeachment. You can't have it. And what's your way, point? Sir. What, what's your point? Yes, you can. You, yes, you absolutely no, you can. can have. Yes, you, no, you can. Can't. Yes, you can oh, because well, the way lost. the counts, the way the counts in America is not what a politician says. The way that counts is what the Constitution says, Adam. And the Constitution okay. lays it out. It says impeachment is the way that you deal with the president. Now, just, just like something else that happens, and people don't like this either, especially a lot of you guys on your side of the aisle. You guys don't like this. You don't like when it says the Senate shall advise and consent on Supreme Court nominations. And then when the Senate says, well, we don't want to take it up. Well, that's the advice. We're not taking it up, and and the Democrats and but the, but but you are supposed to you are no. It doesn't say you are supposed to take it up. All it says in the Constitution is Senate advises and consents. They didn't consent. They advised the president, hey, this one's such a sucky nomination. We're not even going to bother taking it up. That's your advice. But liberals don't like that. Like I said to you before, you guys don't like the rules. If it's when 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 it's time to actually pay attention to what the Constitution says, you don't want to do it. You'd rather tear up the Constitution than obey the rules. This is what the rules are in the country. It's not what the turtle says on the floor of the Senate. It's what the Constitution says. And the Constitution says this is how you deal with the president that you think has misbehaved. You impeach him, and he has to be convicted in the Senate. The Democrats, your party, convicted Donald Trump twice. The only time that that's ever happened in this country. And you did not convict him, and you guys still can't live with it. So you break the rules, and now you want to go trudge your, march your butt in the criminal court 
and try to get him after he's out of the office because you can't stand the rules and you can't stand the fact that Donald Trump actually did not fall down because you guys wanted to take his head off politically. He won, and you can't stand it. So you want to blow up the system now in order to get him because more than anything else, you all hate Donald Trump. This is not governed by anything but hate, Adam. You people hate Donald Trump with a passion. You are not going to rest until somehow you get him. And if you have to destroy America and everything that has made this a great country in the process of getting Donald Trump, you don't care. You'll tear up the country just so you can satisfy this hate that you have in your belly for Donald Trump. I give you the last word, my friend. What did the three judges say, sir? That's my final words. Good. And the three judges said, nope, he doesn't get the immunity. And now it goes to the nine judges. And when the nine judges rule, if it goes against you, I'm going to hear you complain about that and say, oh, what do we do now? What do we do now, sir? But y'all hate Donald Trump, and you're not satisfied until this hate that you have, so something satiates this hate that you have for Donald Trump. But I love you, Adam. You're such a good guy. (laughs) Okay. Have a good day. All right, have a good day, man. I'll catch you later. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so Nikki Haley. (sighs) Nikki Haley. We need to fix this now. We need to fix this now. Former United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley called on Republicans to hammer out legislation to address the border crisis after many members GOP members of Congress bashed a bipartisan border deal. They need to figure this out. They need to figure this out. Well, that's great, Nikki. Where are your proposals, Nikki? What have you done to fix illegal immigration, Nikki? We know what Donald Trump did. And the fact that Democrats hated what he did because it was effective. So aside from the cute high heels, the cute skirts, and running your mouth, what have you done, Nikki? Oh, I didn't think so. Oh, there's another article, New York Magazine today. Poor, listen to this, they are lamenting it. South Carolina Democrats could help Haley. But probably won't. South Carolina is the rare state that allows each political party to choose the date for its own presidential primary. Blah, blah, blah. You might have missed it. But the this is an interesting line. You might have missed it. But the South Carolina Democrats held their own primary on February 3rd, with President Joe Biden winning 90% of the vote over token opposition. He got less than half the votes than he did when he ran in a six-party field last time. Princess Di dug out the numbers for us. And so now New York Magazine is actually chastising Democrats in South Carolina. Now, they could help Nikki put up a fight against Donald Trump, but they probably won't. 
All right, turning back to the immigration stack. Blue State, here's one from the Daily Bee yesterday. Blue State doled out over $330 million. Oh, Rhonda chimes in, Nikki McFaley. <laughs> I like that. Nikki McPhail. Blue State doled out over $330 million from COVID funds to illegal immigrants. Where do you think? California Light, which would be Washington State. They, 340 million bucks they spent on, now think about this. You got Mayor Adams, we're going to give all these illegal immigrants their little own credit cards. They can run around and spend up to a grand. We want them to spend it in bodegas. Yeah, right. You have Washington State, oh, let's, they gave them $330 million. You have the state of California. Come in and get your free health care. Yeah, we're going to put you on, and California is going bankrupt. By the way, California also has some water problems right now. They are having a storm in California that will not quit. They call it an atmospheric storm. It has stalled over Los Angeles and SoCal. People are dying. There are at least three dead already. You have mudslides up the wazoo. It is historic. And I know what California is to many of us. But I am just going to say, I am going to pray for, and I am praying for the people of California that they actually come out of this without any more loss of life. It is a terrible thing. That, that, that many of the residents are going through right now. But, on the other hand, they also have reoccurring droughts all the time, so maybe this would help. Okay. Mayorkas, I got to speed through this immigration stack. Republican-led House to vote on impeaching Mayorkas. That is supposed to take place today. Alejandro Mayorkas. Homeland Security Secretary, impeachment charges that he has willfully refused to enforce border laws and has breached the public trust. There is a second Republican now. First one was Ken Buck, or Ken McPhail Buck, out of Colorado, who said, no, I'm not going to vote for it. Now you have another Republican in the House, Representative Tom McClintock from California, who says, nope, he's going to vote against the resolution to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Republicans can only afford to lose one more, and this motion fails. They're always going to be there, Republicans, who always want to play nice with the Democrats. It is time to check in with Lou Dobbs. But before we do, We want to say happily, heavenly birthday to this beautiful soul, Natalie Cole, 1989, Miss You Like Crazy, Big Hits, Inseparable, and of course, Our Love, This Will Be, and that beautiful duet that she did with Hologram with her dad on Inseparable, Natalie Cole. 
passed away in 2015. The music lives forever. Time to check in with Lou Dobbs. Coming back, more of your calls. Both members rush out here on WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yeah, my nine and I need to hear this before we get out of here. We're celebrating, that's right, we are celebrating Bob Marley's birthday. It's a holiday in Jamaica. And for those of us who love Bob Marley, it's a holiday in our hearts. I wonder what the Countess of Conspiracy would have to say about this one. I was listening to Jammin' the other day. I put on the, the long version of Jammin'. Ugh! I was just like, yes! That's right, I like Jammin' Man. The Jammin'. The Jammin' in the name of the Lord. All right, email. House Judiciary Committee. Wait, wait, wait. House Judiciary Committee. Jim Jordan. That's okay. Released a trove of emails. You know what it showed? It showed that the Biden administration has been pressuring Amazon to censor, to censor books, and content that they didn't like that went against their COVID narrative. They actually, the White House, censored books, pressured Amazon to try to censor books on COVID that Joe Biden and his administration thought were inappropriate. Now, if you're the author of one of these books, get a lawyer. This is highly illegal. The president, it should be. I don't know whether it is. I'm not a lawyer. You have the president censoring the book, in some cases of medical professionals, because they don't like your point of view. This, and this is not getting a lot of attention, and it should. They have, Jim Jordan has the receipts. White House pressuring Amazon to censor information, books on COVID that they thought went against their narrative. All right, Diego, it's time. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Bart in New York City, you are up first. Thank you for waiting so patiently. Yeah, that's what we get. Thank you. You're welcome. Bart, love you too. Sandra in New Jersey, you're up next. James, hi. Two things. Um, one, yesterday you really um, explained something so brilliantly about if Nikki Haley was on the VP ballot, that would get her one vote and we would lose, 
You know what you're saying yesterday? I told it to my sister. Yes. She was very impressed with your brilliant answer. So you lose, you get her, but you're going to lose votes from other people that would be angry. So that was very, you know, helpful. And then, and then I just wanted to say, I think that speaking to Adam today, you were amazing. And I hope that he's thinking about things, and I bet he is. And then I wanted to say, I think it's tired of calling these people illegal immigrants. They are legal. It's obvious. It's so obvious they are here because the Biden administration wants them. They're getting everything in the world. They're not illegal. They're legal. Well, they, boom, you're making some brilliant points there. Thank you. Robert, New Jersey, got to go fast, sadly. But, Robert, what's the point you want to make? I'm Suffolk. <laughs> uh, communists are trying to take over the United States from within. Every communist revolution started that way from inside their country. They call themselves Democrats, and they're not. Boom. He made it. We got to go. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your families, and your loved ones. Love and gratitude always for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we are back tomorrow. Boston Early's Rush Hour. So many stories we didn't get to. We're going to get to a lot more tomorrow. The news never stops at WABC. Till then. Bye.